Welcome back. Welcome back. <laughs> Welcome everybody to another episode of It's for the Table. Good morning, good evening, good night, whatever time you're listening. Welcome to It's for the Table. We're ready for you. Um, so this week, we've got the women of It's for the Table once again, and we want to bring you a little something. A little something for everyone. <laughs> Tell us where to, Carl. <laughs> That's right to the table. Uh, we're here to share our experiences as authentically as we would at a Sunday brunch with each other. Unafraid to shine a light on topics otherwise kept in the dark. We're unapologetic, a little bit messy, and ready to own our stories. Take an hour, take off your bra if you're wearing one, drink your wine or tequila, and let's be heard together. Cheers to that. Snap, snap, snap. All right. So before we get into episode five, if you've missed it, last week we released episode four and it was called Is This Real Life? Where we talk about the good, the bad and the ugly of being in quarantine. If you haven't already done so, please follow us on our socials. It's at It's For The Table. I'm a little bit biased, but I think our content's pretty cool. (laughs) Our Instagram (laughs) is very pretty to look at. I like it. Um, we are always looking for new followers and also if you could please rate, review, and subscribe any of our episodes. And without further ado, we're going to get into episode five. It is called while we were waiting, but waiting is spelled W E I G H T I N G. I N G. I love a good pun. No. Love a good pun. <laughs> so close. <laughs> Who made it up? Alyssa, no credit monger. Can you tell? Absolutely. And what is this episode about? Hmm. So this episode is going to be about um, body image. You know, we're going to be talking about um, our bodies, the stigma around, you know, uh, being healthy. Uh, You know, I think even more than ever, we wanted to talk about it now because it we feel like it's very hypersensitive the whole talk about your body during quarantine mm-hmm. um you know like carly said in our conversation earlier she's waking up to a instagram post of somebody doing push-ups at six in the morning to start their day like, like i'm I- sorry it's just like not what i'm gonna do <laughs> it's just not um but also it's 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 almost memorial day weekend and that means summer's just around the corner yeah, yep. um, and there's just constant messaging about um, getting your summer bod or your bikini bod, and um, it's just it's really hard with like all of the pressure of being inside for two months. People's mm-hmm. workout routines have been interrupted. People are eating less healthy. Like they might be eating more healthy. Like everyone's kind of experiencing right. a new outlook on um, fitness and and health uh, during this crazy time. Um, so we thought there'd be no better time to talk about it than now. Um, so without when further ado, let's yeah, <laughs> let's get into it. <laughs> let's start waiting. We're waiting. (laughs) We're waiting. (laughs) No, first we're going to go into kind of our childhood outlooks with our weight and bodies. And I think it'll be really interesting to hear all three of our perspectives because we're all three different people with three different body types, three different viewpoints. So who wants to start first? Who's the youngest? Oh, that was a trick. Um, Yo, Alyssa, I love that trick. No credit monger. Strikes again. It's coming in hot tonight. Um, So, yeah, I'll start. I don't mind. Um, I also, I agree with Elizabeth. Like, I think that 
this will be an interesting conversation uh, because we are all three built differently, but also all three have like established that we have different relationships with our bodies. Um, and growing up, I've always been on the, like, I was never stick thin. Um, it just wasn't, I guess, in my DNA. Um, if you've seen me and you've seen my younger sisters, there's a stark difference <laughs> in the way that we're built. Um, you could put the two of them together and it would be one of me. But also, like, it just kind of, like, was what it was. And, and growing up, I I just accepted it. I think that, obviously, I think everyone has moments of insecurity and um, self-doubt and um, self-esteem issues, especially, like, through puberty and all of the different changes your body goes through. But um, I kind of had a pretty steady relationship with my physical appearance. Um, I did – I dieted here and there. Uh, I was definitely more active as a kid than I am as an adult. Uh, I danced pretty – like seriously throughout like my childhood into my teen years. Um, and when I stopped dancing, I, it coincided with my discovery of, um, alcohol and (laughs) also like I went away to school. So when I went to college, um, like there was, I was on the chicken nugget budget. Um, I ate a lot of Campbell's soup. Um, I ate at work a lot and I worked in fast, like, uh, I worked in Applebee's and, a Tex-Mex restaurant. So like I ate a lot of burritos, um, mm. with, with cheese sauce on them. Like there was no, yeah, but other. like how good were they? Like literally I would absolutely not like annihilate one right now. Like <laughs> literally there... I would do awful, awful things to it. <laughs> was there any specific time frame that you really felt uncomfortable with your body? Or were yeah, you... definitely. Um, so I, and it's actually funny. It coincided with like a hair, a haircut that I had. So when I was little, well, not little, I was a teenager I wanted my hair to be cut like Alice Cullen from Twilight. Love it. I had dark hair. When oh I was my younger, god! And I like dyed it darker. Um, wait, wait, wait! Is that, is that is that the the sister the sister with the pixie cut? Yes. yes. Okay, but she didn't it. always have a pixie cut in the and in the books she doesn't have a pixie cut. She's like a cute little black bob. So like I went into the hairdresser and I showed them a picture, and I was like, I want my hair cut like this, and they cut all of my hair off. I had a pixie cut, and it wasn't intentional. <laughs> so it wasn't like. Oh, like she's like a cute, cool, edgy girl who's a pixie cut. Cause like I think they're awesome and they rock. It was like I accidentally got a pixie cut at like 15. And I also put on like, like, I don't, do you guys have a sophomore slump? When I was a sophomore in college, like things were, it was sucky. So a lot I, of blood. Oh my, no, I think I was out of that phase. It was like um, a lot of weight. Yeah. I like yeah, put on a lot too. of weight. So I like really like kind of ballooned up. I was like coming out of my woman body. Like yeah. I was going from like a girl to a woman and I was like changing. And I got heavier and I, and that would probably be like in my life, the time that I had the hardest, um, well, in my youth life, like the time I had the hardest opinions on my body. Um, and I did Weight Watchers with my mom and I lost a bunch of weight. And it's actually funny. I lost a ton of weight and I remember wearing this specific outfit. I had jeans on. It was before high-waisted jeans were popular and they were like mid-rise. So they weren't even like sucking everything in. They were like kind of low cut and a black tank top that had like a mesh panel on the back, which was risque for 15 year old mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Now I'm like flashing my nipple at the grocery store, but <laughs> then it was like a big deal. And someone like told me, they were like, oh my God, you look so thin. And I was like, oh yeah, yes I do. And then I went <laughs> home and I was like, I'm fucking miserable. I don't eat anything that I want. I'm counting calories. I'm obsessed with what I'm eating. I'm just totally fixated on, on my diet. And I said to my little sisters who um, are like 11 at the time, I was like, I'd rather be fat and happy than skinny and miserable. And from that point in my life, and I don't really like the word fat, but that's what, how I felt. Um, I just kind of always had that outlook. Like I was just like, I enjoy food. I enjoy um, 
like the social like communal aspect of it I really like to cook I bake it's what I do like I like mm-hmm. treats and I like sweets so um, I also have no self-control and deserve a treat for every small thing I accomplish so like if I get up and like go to the grocery store I'm like oh I deserve a treat like I deserve it like a reward for that so I eat a lot but you um, love food I do so I, and it's kind of like I had a balance like like accepting that food makes you gain weight and not eating it makes you sad so like what what are you gonna do um but yeah so that's kind of I've always had like a relatively positive relationship with my body there have been low points obviously but for the most part I'm pretty confident and back to my sisters again one time I I walk around naked a lot they they said to me they were like having you as an older sister who like isn't a Victoria's Secret model or like isn't Kylie Jenner but like feels confident and like um like secure enough to like wear a bathing suit and like walk around naked Mm -hmm. like makes us feel better so like that made me feel really good that I was setting a good example for um like just the younger generation and like it meant a lot to me that it was my sisters but um I just hope that like any young girl who like has a conversation with me can like like kind of glean from it that like it's okay to just love your body no matter what it looks like Right. I, I will say the first time, messaging. like one of the first few times I met you, Carly, that was the first thing that I thought. I was like, holy shit, this girl has so much confidence. <laughs> and it's you. and it's one thing that like, like, I think I struggle with confidence. I've struggled with it all my life. And like, you fucking work it like really well. It looks really good on you. Thank is you. What I'm Thank saying. you so much. Mm-hmm. Um, I think because you complimented me, you have to go next. Oh, well, (laughs) (laughs) I take it back. (laughs) Um, Okay, so where do we dive in? Um, I think. Are you cool with going next or? So it's funny because we were having. Um, It's funny because we were having this conversation before we started recording and we talked about like what we were going to address and like, oh, yeah, like we're all going to talk about like how much we, you know, respect our bodies and love our bodies and you know the good and the bad and and I I I remember telling Carly and Alyssa that I like don't have a good relationship with my body like I've had this roller coaster with my body since I was really really young um and it's been like really difficult and I think on the bright side I think quarantine has helped me to appreciate it more just because I have to spend more time with myself um but I think similar to Carly, like, I have a younger sister, and she is so cute, and she's so petite, um, and she's, you know, I love her to death, but I remember being young, and I, um, also being, you know, from uh, Latin descent, have a lot of curves. There's a lot of love uh, um, going around, um, but I never really appreciated them. I think growing up in, like, very white suburban neighborhoods where I went to school and 95% of the girls in my class were blonde-haired, blue-eyed, and I was dark-skinned, dark-haired, and just curvy. And I remember, since oh, my God, from being, like, five years old, being, like, um, I always remember being, like, oh, I wish I looked like those girls. I wish I could have done something. I wish my skin was lighter. I wish my hair was blonder. I wish I was skinnier. My legs were taller, um, which is really sad at, like, age five. Um, yeah, but also, curvy wasn't trendy back then. That's also true. Like, true. So that's that's why you didn't have anybody to kind of that was influencing you to look at your body differently. You're right. That's that. Yo, that's so right. Because nowadays, like, even today, like, there's so many um, – 
positive personalities out there that speak about body positivity. That's so mm-hmm. enlightening. But like, you're right, like that didn't exist back then. Right. And like, from age 10 to 16, I feel like my body was built like SpongeBob. Like my curves weren't in, like, they weren't in the right spot. Like everything was just not okay. And, you know, I hit puberty and all of a sudden I'm like, holy shit, I have tits and an ass. And I was like, I don't know what to do with this. <laughs> like I you go learn. Dead. I went to bed at, yo, do you remember that episode of SpongeBob where Squidward looks like a like um supermodel? Oh my god, yes. With like the chiseled <laughs> face. Yes. So I went I to bed SpongeBob. as SpongeBob. <laughs> I went to bed at SpongeBob at 16. On my 17th birthday, I woke up as like chiseled Squidward. Like that's Wow. Right? Yes. Uh, now, I feel like everybody else who's experienced puberty has felt that way. But that was my experience. And also, I feel like I grew up as a tomboy. Like, I was very active in sports all the time. Um, I got along with boys more than girls. And I think that was because of my body image issues. Um, I just felt like I was more of, like, one of the guys and was more easygoing to to deal with those issues than I were to speak with girls my age. And also, I, I just had a hard time fitting in. Mm-hmm. Um I felt like I, I couldn't find who I was, like myself, and, and always comparing myself to others, which was like, not okay, but it's like what I was dealing with. And I was very, very active in sports. I actually um, did a lot of training in tennis at a young age, and it like became my life. Like I would wake up and train, I would teach it at night, I would, um, you know, exercise at night to train for the next day and like repeat, and that was like seven days a week. Um, and I wasn't like all the other girls. Also, I'm short. I'm five foot one. Like, <laughs> not getting any tall. Like, you're shorter than me. And that's, like, short. <laughs> yeah, like, I am very short. <laughs> but, like, I use, what's the, what's the, what's the, um, that, like, grabber thing? Oh, yeah. Like, that you squeeze. Sometimes they look yeah. like dinosaurs. Yeah. It's not, a, oh. what is it called? Sometimes Whatever. they're not dinosaurs. They're, like, to help people put on their socks. I want to say clapper. The clapper, okay, whatever it is, it's for short people that can't reach the top part of their laundry room. That's what I have. That's how short I am. I use the counter. Oh, yes. Yeah, like when you get on the counter. Yeah. <laughs> you do the Spider-Man move where you like lift yourself. Yeah. I know all the moves. I get I up there and I'm like, I can't get down. I'm tall I enough, but I still do the short year. people move. You just do it for fun, Liz. I just do it. <laughs> But but also oh. because I was very short and very like active in sports, like it was also like ten times harder for me and to fit in. Um, so I think um, I honestly think I might have developed some kind of eating disorder at a young age, like being in a very high competitive uh, sporting group and being the odd one out with no confidence. Like it was really hard for me, and I think I still am affected by it here and there. I mean, I've grown a lot from it, but. Um, I think because of my childhood, it's just, I am just so hypersensitive even today, you know, at, at 29, it's, it's scary. It's scary how much it can like take over your, your mind. Yeah. And it can get, it's so easy to become obsessed. So Um, easy. It's so easy. It happens so quickly. Yeah. Um, And it kind of like sneaks up on you. You're like, I'm going to eat healthier. And then the next thing you know, you're eating lettuce and you're not eating healthy because you're not giving your body the nutrients that it needs, but you're like. I only had 600 calories today. And you're like, that's yeah. healthy. Yeah. yeah. Oh. All right, Liz. Mm-hmm. Best for last. Go, girl. So 
I, it, it's so interesting to hear you guys talk about your body figures. Cause I think, I mean, you both are beautiful and I love curves, but that you were insecure wanting to be kind of like quote unquote, the skinny girl, whereas I was the skinny girl and I felt the same insecurities. Uh, but like, I, I never thought I was fat. It, it wasn't that type of like insecurity where I was like really skinny and thought I was like fat. I, I, I wanted to be thicker. Um, cause I, I was the skinniest friend and I think there's, um, well, like I was a double zero for most of my like childhood teenage years. Like whenever we start to wear jeans and I was tall and I was awkward and I was built like really flat. Like I, I felt like a boy kind of, mm-hmm. and I think there's, there's like a little bit of a, a stigma around when you talk about body issues that it's all just about your weight. Like, no, it's about your whole body. Like I, yeah. it's, it took me a really long time to kind of grow into my features and my body. Like I, like once, yeah, once I developed boobs and stuff like that, like then I even myself out, but I was just like, my awkward stage was from like, I think, I don't know, like five up until like senior year of high school. <laughs> five. <laughs> Like I was just always awkward looking. I was tall. I was really skinny. Um, my face wasn't filled out. My body wasn't filled out. And so that there was, and I also, at the time, my, my best friend, my best friend at the time, she had like a really huge butt and I really wanted a huge butt. Like I just, I just wanted curves and I, mm-hmm. I didn't have them like my, it's not my genetics. Um, obviously I'm thankful that like I, of my body now, but it, it was a little bit to deal with. And then I didn't know how to deal with it when I did develop boobs and when I did grow into my features. So I don't think I have never been a number obsessed person. I've never been about my weight. Um, I still to this day don't own a scale. I, I don't think my issue was around my body weight. My issues around my relationship with food. Mm -hmm. I never ever had to fucking worry about what I was putting in my body. So yeah, growing up, uh, we would walk, like me and my mom would walk to McDonald's and it would be okay to eat Burger King and Wendy's. And she would, and my mom always filled the snack cabinets. Like everybody, <laughs> everybody wanted to sit with me at lunch because I had so <laughs> You had the stuff. best lunch? <laughs> I think, I think Sue was so afraid of like going hungry or something. She's like, still, she like, she buys snacks for days. And Yo, so, like, you were, I, you were the snack, you were the snack cartel in grade school. I was a snack team. <laughs> I, I am what I eat. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that was so good. No, that I, was like, really so good. I, I think that's, as I got older, um, that's where my relationship kind of developed. Cause I didn't want, like, I knew that I didn't feel good all the time because you eat like a high this whole story but you know what it's for a different episode it's really gross but there was a one time where I ate like a cheesesteak and cheese fries and mozzarella sticks and I was on my way to work and I you just like you get like that crampy like diarrhea feeling and it's just like because you're putting shit into your body yeah. constantly like it's not just a treat so that's like once I became aware of that I became kind of hyper focused on that so I went through all of that um and it's still like still trying to figure out my kind of diet and like what I like. Cause I, I, I love food and I've all, and I yeah. love grease and I love the carbs and I love the chocolate and I love the snacks. So that was that. Talk, and this. Even, Talk dirty to me. <laughs> the chocolate. <laughs> but even at, but even as like you get older, like your body reacts differently and alcohol doesn't help. Like I've been, I've started drinking at a very young age. Like that, that like that beer belly's real and it's oh my it's, god it, it's my it's freshman gift. 15 is probably almost my freshman 15 was like the <laughs> freshman 30 but it's also almost probably entirely 
because of alcohol. Natty light. Like, mm-hmm. it was natty, natty light. light. Oh light. I don't even want to know what's in Bud Ice. <laughs> I mean, I'm a dr- they are not, probably not allowed to legally tell you. Like, they probably have to not disclose some things. Yeah. My 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 freshman fifteen was four loco. Oh I don't want to know what's in that. And that no. was before they changed the ingredients. Like I had the OG four loco shit. You were you were drinking cocaine, oh and it God. wasn't making you thin, which is so rude. I didn't have yeah, a freshman right. fifteen. How dare they? I was living away at college and was a broke college kid. Like I had the freshman fifteen because I was like using my fake ID at this <laughs> random dive bar and drinking <laughs> twisted tea. I did choose the lights because I thought that would make a difference. Tea lights. No difference. <laughs> but I, as I got older, I kind of, like I said, I had to become more aware because I, like Carly said, I work in the industry as well and I have for a really long time. So having like tater tots and fries at my disposal, you have to be in control of that. Also, yeah. um, a couple years ago, I found out I have hypothyroidism. So that like my, <laughs> that shit, <laughs> it's rough. Because, like, every bad side effect that you are trying, that you do so much work to prevent, your body counteracts it. And it's just, like, it, my body doesn't break down food and my metabolism is slowing down. So it's something I have to be, like, mindful of now, especially as you get fucking older, man. My yeah. body's not what it is. It's so <laughs> rude that, like, hangovers get worse as you get older. Mm-hmm. Periods get worse oh as my you God. get older. Um, your metabolism slows down, so, like, you gain weight. Like, it's so it's better. rude. What? It is. Not what even gets like, better? Who's to say? Mental health? Haven't experienced that yet. Nope. nope. <laughs> Check out episode three. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't no, but that age. But you're right. Even like a common cold. Like nowadays, like, do you remember getting a common cold when you were like 10? You were like, mom, I got it. I'm out of the house. Don't need a coat. I'm good. Now it's like, yo, I think I got to go to the hospital. I act like I have the bubonic plague every time I get sick. <laughs> I don't like, know. Genuinely. And I know. <laughs> <laughs> freedom <laughs> history park do you have, like you just have history books on hand don't be a dickhead you like death <laughs> <laughs> all right you're right fair fair i don't have any in my house i could lend you so you're right oh oh, oh my god um, I, everything gets everything gets harder it gets worse it gets bigger like my hangovers last three to five business days uh and business days. Business days. <laughs> Not even like if I was hungover, like if I started drinking on a Friday, hungover Saturday, that Saturday hangover doesn't, doesn't count. count. <laughs> it doesn't hit until Monday, really. And then you're still on Wednesday. You're like coming to. You're like, all right, I'm it, bad. Yeah, it, it, it gets bad. Yo, that killed oh. me. Oh my god. All right. Uh, so like knowing kind of what we know about each other and how we grew up and like what the time that we grew up in and like our relationship with our bodies then. Um, how do you feel social media now is influencing um, young children? Oh my God, it's horrible. I think it's the worst it has ever been. But I also I but genuinely I think, think that. I think it's the worst it's ever been because kids didn't get a chance to establish their own views on it. Like we yeah. didn't have all this growing up. Like now, like I look at social media and like, I, I, I hot, like hot girls everywhere, hot guys everywhere. And it's like that, I don't, get insecure about it but like if I was 15 in the stage I was at a 15 where I was like built like a five-year-old boy and was seeing all these like hot girls with curves and butts and like not being one of those it it, it, it I I can't imagine it's sad. no it's so sad I mean think about it like we had we were growing up with what advertisements of attractive people hot people fit people from like tv magazines or even like passing people in real life nowadays 
it's everywhere. It's, and it's on like your phone. It's on your laptop. Spend on their phone. Yes. Oh my god, that's so scary. I can't it's, even. It's I can't even scary. imagine. I I literally don't even think that I could put like thirteen year old me. Like I don't even oh, think I can imagine what would be uh-huh. over through my head. I don't think you I wouldn't survive. Yeah, no, I, I wouldn't. I'm sure we would have survived, but it probably is so much harder. So and I, feel, I probably would have had a bad. lot of breakdowns. Yeah, I do. I honestly feel bad because it's like you only influence it. You like as humans, like who aren't like influencers online, we only really influence like our circles. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's like how many young women are in your circle asking you for advice on their body? Like, not that right. many. How many young right. women are online looking uh-huh. at Instagram models? Exactly. And, and and also the Instagram models that are selling them on what? Things like fit tea? What the fuck is a fit tea? I don't tea know, that man. makes you fit? <laughs> that does not work. Waist <laughs> trainers? Waist trainers are everywhere now. You see, you see famous people like the Kardashians, you know, selling these things to, to very young women that are following them. Fat burning pills. You know, also just, just like... TikTok, like the girls that I see on TikTok are just like kids. Also, like it's weird because they're like very young, but like they look, and I blame this on big dairy, but like the hormones in our milk are fucking with us. Big dairy (laughs) has to get us. (laughs) I saw both of your eyes like go blank, and I was like, big dairy, obviously, no. (laughs) But like, no, I know. Young women look like like our awkward phases that we're talking about, like. They oh didn't have them. No. Wait, you are so right. I was looking at a picture of me at 13, and like I said, SpongeBob built, bowl cut, uh, space between my teeth, hairy as hell. And now you're like, now nowadays I see a 13 year old, and I'm like, holy shit, are you my age? Are you 25? Are you 21? Are you even? Can you 18? teach me to no. contour? And while like, you're okay. at it, <laughs> right? Right. right? Then. Back then, all you had to really do to, like, feel you like you were in shape were sports and dancing like you guys both talked about. I was trash at every sport. Like, I was, I was designated hitter, and I was benched, and I didn't make the lacrosse team because I didn't practice on Fridays. So, Water boy. So, so nowadays, like, when you have so many options at your disposal – and it's, 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 it's like too much. Like it's overpowering. You have, like you said, the fit tea, all these YouTubers that are um, fitness gurus have all their free workouts. And then you have your friends doing this crash diet. And then you have this one trying keto. And it's just, there's, there's not a lot of room to figure out what works best for you and your body. None right. of my girlfriends when I was, or guy friends, honestly, when I was in eighth grade, freshman year of high school, um, worked out outside of their sport. Like, no one went to the gym and, like, or no one went online and looked at, like, an at-home workout. Like, none of them, like, worked out as, like, adults would. Adults would. Like, the adults in my life all worked out. It wasn't a routine. The kids that I was with weren't, like, going to the gym and working out. But, like, now, like, guys are lifting. Like, young men are, like, lifting. Mm -hmm. And I know because my dad works in a gym and he has kids who are, like, young teenagers. And they just, like, in my dad's brain, is they just want to, like, be fit and be strong but also like I'm sure it's like they want to be attractive they want to like look right. good they want to look like the people right. that they're seeing online they want to be like right. they want to be hot boys because they want to get hot girls <laughs> and like they're like 13 and I'm just like I just can't even imagine like wanting to go like I I, I did dance a lot like I definitely like burned enough calories dancing to like sustain what I was eating but like I can't imagine like if I thought that I also had to go to the gym 
like if I and thought all, it, like that was the right. thing that I needed to do when I and being younger like obviously since I was um like in my awkward phase I didn't play sports uh boy I didn't really like engage in boys well boys engage in me but <laughs> yeah, I have to be clear about that like boys were not engaging in me I was I was right. open I was open to it <laughs> I was just like I was a, like I, I I was awkward but anyways I I had to develop a personality and that's why like that's why I'm funny like that's why it can be open I didn't have like that was all I had going for me you know what I, mean? <laughs> I love it so much and I but I feel like kids these days they don't, don't have to personality is enough right yeah. And so they're not even worried about their fucking personality because all they're worried about is what they look like. Mm. And no, I agree. Yeah. I feel like their mind, their mindset is probably like what eighty percent physical, twenty percent mental, you know, or personality. Like I think that's that's sad. You know, you don't need and, a and, personality and that, to post a picture. Like you don't need a personality to do right. a dance on TikTok. Yeah. Like you don't need a person. Like you don't need one. You're just using the. You're recycling all the ones that you've seen before. Mm. So what, you, what you're making an impression with is like how how you look um, right it's sad it's crazy well, and, and and talking about social media and how it affects you I feel like the number one thing it affects well one of my number one things it affects me with is is when I go shopping oh yeah. my god yeah because you see someone wearing something you're like oh my god that's so cute I want to wear it so you go out and try to buy it and then it's like this doesn't fit why does this look different on it me? looks different what fucking you're different. size am I gonna fucking buy mm-hmm. right yeah right a hundred percent it, it's so, um, it's so like, Did either of you have issues shopping for your curvier bodies. Oh, hundred percent. hundred percent. I've never had a pair of jeans be the right length on me. Yes. Even wow. shorts, like even Pretty a sweet. short, like a pair of short, like it's actually like, it's kind of sad because like I find a pair of jeans that I like that fit me well and I wear them to the crotch busts because <laughs> like, I know that it's going to be years before I find another pair that I really like. Yeah. Like I, I were, I found They're hidden gems. Eagle They're jeans. hidden gems. And then you think you found a brand. You're like, oh my God, American Eagle like worked for me and I'm gonna, they were a reasonable price and I like the way they fit and all this stuff. Right. And then you go back and you're like, I'm going to get the same And they betray you. And they and betray you. And you're like, you. what the fuck? But like, literally, like, right. I literally bought this pair of jeans six months ago and it's totally different. Um, I think it's a decade thing. I think every decade I find I find like a pair of jeans. Well, it's only been one, like twenty to thirty. I'm not in the third yet, but like, this is going to sound weird. But like, also like I like because we work together. Like, would always be like, I wonder where she gets her pants because that our bodies aren't the same. But at least like we're both short, like. (laughs) That we big ass. we're both thicker. We're packing some heat back there. So like, and I would be like, those pants fit really nice. Like, I wonder where she gets them. And I feel like you're always, your answer always is Zara. Oh, that's, uh, I gotta think Not about it. pants, maybe. I can't. Madewell has really good jeans. Madewell. Madewell, wait, Madewell has really good dream. Good, oh my God, I can't speak. Oh my God. Madewell <laughs> has really good jeans. Um, uh, go ahead, Liz. No, you go. Oh my god, so I'm just kidding. Wait, Paula? No, no, I have literally that. nothing to say. <laughs> I just want to say. Gonna... Oh, <laughs> I'm just gonna make one statement. I hope low rise jeans never come the fuck back. I will never, personally. I never owned a pants of low rise. <laughs> I will personally write the petition to stop their their comeback. Like okay, I'll, I'll pen it. Gab, what yeah. were you gonna say? I apologize. No, uh, no, you're fine. Oh my god, we're being so nice to each other. <laughs> no, the only thing I was gonna say is, 
Um, I think for me, the hardest thing that um, was such a mental block for me was I was very numbers based. So if I was on a diet, if I was working out, I would get on that scale daily. And the scale would tell me pretty much what I wanted to be or what I didn't want to be. And then when I went shopping, I would also base it off of numbers, like Mm -hmm. what jean size that I wanted to be, but it didn't fit. And sometimes I would buy it to force myself to fit into it. And that is like, sometimes I would spend money and I honestly, like in my youth from like, I don't know, 17 to like 20, I probably spent a lot of money on clothes that I never wore just because I would buy them and tell myself, you're going to fit in them. Yeah. Yeah. But it wasn't about buying them to lose weight to fit in. It it was realizing that like that just isn't my body type. You know what I mean? Like I would buy the cute low cut romper that I could wear at a 4th of July party at age 19. But no, I could never because I have really big boobs and I have hips and my ass would be hanging out of the romper and I would have cleavage that was busting out of the front. And it was just like that was just my body. But People I didn't would tell like, me to buy blouses a lot. I have never had a blouse clothes. And I'm not even trying to be dramatic. I mean, like, extra larges, like, to the point where, like, they just don't close. And then I go somewhere, and I'm popping my titties out, and it's unintentional. And then it's like people are looking at you like, oh, like, your breasts are out. Like, fuck you. This shirt is supposed to fucking fit me. I purposely put my tits out. Wait, wait, wait. It's all about what you want. (laughs) Wait, have you ever had a blouse during a cold? Like when you're sick? Like every time I had to wear a blouse that wouldn't fit and I had a cold, you know how when you cough and your chest expands? (laughs) I didn't even have to cough. I just had to like move the wrong way. Like I just had a twist in my chair and boom. Like I'm shocked I didn't take an eyeball out with a button. Oh my God. But I'm also like a, like a, a strong like I'm probably a triple D I might be wearing a bra that's, or do they make triple D's am I an E whatever the bra sizes are mm-hmm. I'm wearing one too small and then <laughs> a double D so I'm the next one up and that's just fine um but I, I just feel like that's the, I also like got boobs at I went through puberty pretty young and I got boobs before everyone else and they were big and like I like feel like I like got my first blood and had a C like I was like no no cup to a C cup and everyone was like titties <laughs> and it was like so awkward because it's like you don't like listen you have to grow into it like at like dance costumes were always an issue for me because I looked different than the other girls that I was dancing with and we were the same age but like I would put something on and it would look so cute on them and I would look like a like a baby prostitute like and I don't even want to say that because I don't want to oh be God. negative about that but like I literally remember they put me in like space pants like booty shorts that were like uh like lycra silver and i was like my dad won't let me wear this <laughs> like oh my god like, you were a prostitute i was you were a sex a worker bit. like but yeah that's what that's where i'm saying like i don't want to say which isn't it bad. In a bad way isn't bad. but as a child but as a child yeah. and also it wasn't what i was aiming for like now sometimes right. i go out and i'm like i could like it's, it's okay that i look this way but like at exactly. 11 i didn't really want grown men looking at my body and it wasn't that your wasn't choice. The like point. now whatever yeah. you wear is your choice yeah how how things look on your body at a young age and like being curvy and not knowing what to do with it that wasn't your choice damn i yeah. can't i that i can't imagine that sucks it did and that, and that's like that was probably like the biggest struggle i had 
was like just was that one of your insecurities like, definitely I, I would say it's probably my biggest insecurity and it's like a lot of um different things like yeah like my my belly was a little a little wiggly and like my thighs jiggled but like something that I really really struggled with that I felt like I was like hyper sexualized from a really young age and even like unintentionally by my family where they would make comments and say things offhand like are you really going to wear that top at family dinner or Mm -hmm. like do you think that's appropriate to wear around your grandfather and my response always and that hits different who I am as a person like they're a pervert if they're looking at me like that (laughs) like I was like if if my uncle can't control himself because I'm wearing a v-neck t-shirt that's a him problem not right. a me problem but also it's just it's damaging to hear and it just makes you second guess right. every time I would get dressed for something I would just be like are these jeans too tight is this shirt too suggestive um yeah and even now like I wore a dress to a wedding recently and I was like is this slutty and my friends were like no and I was like it, it feels it's, like it's just what's you know because that was just ingrained yeah. in my head and they're like if yeah. any other woman wore that you would love it and you would be like yes bitch get it but because right. of mm-hmm. my insecurities, I was like, is this inappropriate? Like, is, is yeah. the, the mother of the groom going to judge me? Like, you know? Yeah. Right. No, I, I definitely have felt that in the past, too. You know, when you're, like, feeling yourself and you're like, wow, this looks really good. And then you're like, who's going to point something out? I remember doing that at even, even something as, like, a job interview. And I think a lot of my insecurities with my body has restrained me from a lot of things that I want to do. Or the, not that I, I don't do things, but... It's a lot harder to do them, I think. It's a lot of a, it's a mental game to push myself to, to um, get out of my comfort zone and, and um, make something happen for myself just because I connect my body with my personality and how people mm-hmm. look at me. And, mm-hmm. and it's, a, it's, it's a constant struggle. It really, really is. And, and it's hard because even at this age, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really confident in what I do for work. I'm really passionate about, you know, what my craft is, but it's like, put me in a room with some new people and I'm getting, the first thing I'm going to think about is like, how do I look? And that's mm-hmm. so sad, right. you know, like if I'm in a room where I'm going to sell them on, um, you know, what I do as a job and how good I'm at it and, and how many years I've been doing it. The first thing I'm going to think of no matter what is how do I look? And that's, yeah, right. that's really hard. Yeah. Yeah. That sucks. There is, I'm um, sure a lot of people think that way too. Yeah, that's actually like that kind of ties into like one of my insecurities because, like I said, I I'm I'm skinny. I I have boobs and I'm so I'm tall, skinny with boobs, and to put the cherry on top, I got blonde hair. Bleach <laughs> <laughs> so it blonde. <laughs> I just think the stigma around that um was that it, it actually made me bitter. Like I know, um, I, I got a, I got a lot of jobs and I got, and I get a lot of, um, looks just based on having blonde hair and, and tits. And so the, I, I, I kind of still get bitter about it because like, you know, when somebody's looking at you and you just feel like it, it's fucking creepy yeah. and that they're just it's like, by you. But it, and I just like, I had, you have to learn to kind of own it at some point. Like you, because you like your looks can work for you if you like, you're confident enough to use them. But like I said, I, I've gotten jobs based on strictly what I look like I've gotten I became like close to like relationships strictly based on looks and mm-hmm. I'm not like I'm not that kind of person like it's so weird people are like when I actually do get to know people and and people can see like my talent and how hard I work they're like wow you're actually like a really good worker and you're really cool and I'm like the fuck am I not allowed to be like, like you work blonde hair and tits 
you worked so hard on your personality during your awkward phase. Like, they need to fucking recognize. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, you developed a personality. Like, not everyone Seriously. does that. Put some respect I... on that. Uh. <laughs> I, I feel it. Yeah. I just feel like it's so, it's, it's for me, like, so interesting to, to talk to the people in my life about, um, about this. And, like, men and women alike. Like, I know, like, my brother has probably struggled outwardly with his weight and his body as much, if not more than I have, like where he's too skinny because he doesn't eat enough or he's too, he's not tall enough and, and all the yeah. things. So it, it, I think the conversation often um, comes from the female perspective, but it's, it's really uh, like a universal thing. Like everyone yeah. is bombarded with this messaging and this imagery of, of phys- physical fitness and health and, and weight and all that stuff. And, um, it's, I think it's, it's spoken about I'm in my circle a lot more freely by women um, than it is yeah. by men. But, uh, I know that they experience it too, which is like, just kind of crazy to think so many people that like your husbands or your, your like boyfriends or your fathers, like they kind of don't talk about it, but they, they yeah. all probably think it. Yeah, and no, I, you're so right. I think I, yeah, I think being able to, to, to put it out there that it happens to, to men and women, you know, is, is definitely important. It didn't even click to me, but the second you said that, uh, a memory of, of my husband getting ready for a wedding, we were going to a wedding, we were getting dressed and he put on, um, a new shirt and, and like his tux and he goes, well, how do I look? Like, do you like the shirt? I was like, yeah, you look great. You look great and everything. And just quickly like wrote it off. Mm-hmm. Like, yep, let's go. Mm-hmm. Like, and he's like, no, no, no. But like, how, like, how do the color looks like, d- does my chest look good? Like, and then it, I thought about it, I was like, oh, wow, like, I do that. And it was right. weird to see it on the other side. And it's like, wow, like, mm-hmm. all men experience that, too. And we should be more sensitive or, or, or open to the fact that they experience those types of insecurities as well. Yeah. And, it, and it's also, like, it all starts in your head. Like, so when I see people on Instagram and I see, like, a super hot person with a six-pack and they work out every day, you have to kind of like you at some point you have to take a step back and, and realize that the only difference between you and this person are the choices that you make every day and what you're eating and what you're working out. Like there's nothing from stopping you from being that person. And it's just like, you just, you just don't, I don't know, I guess you just aren't like, you don't want it. And I like, right. and I think once you realize that, then you, then yeah. you can learn to accept where you're at and you're in your place. And if you do want it, then you just make the adjustments, but it, it's yeah. so much um, easier said than done, obviously. Oh my God, obviously. I like, you think about like people who um, are like really active fit people and you think that people would like eat less, but then you see like, have you ever seen like what like bodybuilders eat? Oh, they like, eat so much. Oh my God. It, it, mm-hmm. Like, and this is coming from a person who will eat a whole pizza pie. It mm-hmm. looks too, it looks like too much. I'm like, I don't think that I can <laughs> right. eat that much chicken. Like, I just genuinely don't know. <laughs> it looks like a whole bird. Like, you just don't want to. <laughs> yeah, like that's, I'm not interested in eating a that's whole That's the whole Thanksgiving chicken. table. The whole Thanksgiving table. <laughs> it's like one meal and I'm like, good Lord. But like, they look great. Like, you know, like I'm like, I will right. enjoy looking at your Instagram photo. But, <laughs> um, or like Alexander Skarsgård is Tarzan. I'm sure he had to eat a couple turkeys. Yeah, to tack on that mask, and I like it. I appreciate it, but I'm not going to do it. <laughs> so let's jump into quarantine bodies. How is everybody feeling about their body during this uh, during this pandemic? <laughs> Wait, I have. So I, your body feels stressed like 
before your mind does. So I think everybody's body is so fucking stressed out right now. It's so confused. Like you don't know what's going on. Your routines have changed so drastically. I was somebody that was waking up at 5 a.m. to work out on my feet all day. I watch what I ate, especially the fact that it's about to be summer. Like I would have changed most of my dinners to chicken and broccoli or tofu and kale just to be mindful of what I'm putting in my body. But now I've just been like, craving my comfort food and I'm making stuff that my mom used to make when I was younger because like there's a part of me that I just am like craving simpler times Mm -hmm. so right now my body has been craving carbs and chocolate and I've been eating carbs and chocolate I will say I quarantine has made me plump (laughs) (laughs) is that the word you want it is that the word you wanted to use it was between plump or swollen like my tits have gotten bigger. I haven't asked no, the first you did, time. You did a good job. You went with plump. <laughs> I just like my body is like is has been like filling out because I I, I my my routine has changed and my eating habits mm-hmm. have changed and it's just it it's it's interesting to see because I had so many like roller coasters of emotions with it, but like I'm digging the bigger titties, the bigger ass, bigger stomach. I love it. I, and <laughs> you know what's actually crazier, like. Before quarantine, if I if I were to tell you guys um, that I just gained five to ten pounds, just say, I would feel I don't know if I would feel confident. I'm not gonna lie. Whereas mm-hmm. now, like pretty is a feeling, and I feel pretty being fuller, like body wise, just because I I know the changes that have happened, and I also feel prettier not wearing makeup all the time. I love that. Yes. Snaps, it, snaps. I loved that. Right. I know, and I maybe it's because I'm loved that. just like comparing myself. But right. I quarantine has given me a new perspective of pretty, and I and right. I feel it, and it's just that's why like I, I I'm trying to embrace it. That's I something, love that. Like you know, like people are like talking about like when you're rushing back to your, like as quarantine starts to kind of like wrap up, or so it seems. Um, you, everyone's gonna be the rushing back to their life, but like let's make sure we're rushing back to the parts that we want to rush back to. Correct. Not like the bad parts. Like I love this. I love this messaging, and I want. I hope it like carries and out into the the. the there was even a time like right before the like the lockdown happened. I went over to my friend's house, and we were drinking on her rooftop, and we were out all day walking. I was sweating. I had no makeup on. There's a couple people coming over, and we were having a good time. And I didn't. I wasn't ready to go out, and it just it was so crazy because like I I haven't like now every day like I get dressed up and I order new outfits and I put on so much makeup so the fact that like everything's getting unwind during quarantine is it, it's nice it's interesting and you have to be and you're yeah. with yourself 24 7 like yeah. you have to like yeah it. yeah 100 percent. 100 wait um, have you wait really quick on what Liz said have you guys oh. seen the meme that was like people were like <laughs> Um, quarantine happened and people were like oh you want me to be with my thoughts for 24 hours hell no I'm baking bread (laughs) (laughs) I was like wow I kind of relate to that I think everybody relates to that how have you guys been with quarantine bodies and such I've been um, I think I've been pretty good I think what I love about quarantine it's allowing uh, it's allowing me to, to love myself a little bit more like learning workouts that fit for me because I'm happy doing them rather than like rushing them. I think before quarantine happened, I would rush to get a run in or get a workout in and just like hate it, you know, Mm -hmm. throughout the entire process. And now I'm really enjoying like the stretching part and like taking it easy and doing slower reps or just going for longer walks and um, allowing myself to enjoy that part of it. 
and enjoy what it's doing to my body at a slower pace rather than like, you know, rushing the process. You have been so adamant about your workouts. It's actually amazing. I have been. And it's cool. It's been really, it's like, I'm actually really proud of myself. Like I never thought that I would be be that committed to it. Definitely. It's nice. And now it's something that, like I said, like I enjoy doing it. Like I look forward to it rather than like dreading it, which is what I did. Right. I feel like it's been so before. Yeah. This is true. Oh yeah. Yeah, You kind of had to rush your workout. But I also feel like it's been so important to your like mental health journey too. For sure. Yeah. yeah, it's a, um, it's a really so it's like, good balance. Yeah. You look I great, love that way. Yeah. How are you going? And I love that you're, like, your pic the other day on Instagram was, like, you in your workout zone. Like, yeah. yeah. Doing my it. thing. All right, Carl, what about you? Um, I'm super forgiving of myself and my eating habits and my body and my ability to work yes, out. Yes, the fuck you are. Yes, I you really are. am. Probably, like, a little bit too forgiving, like, to the point where it's, it no. like, might be detrimental. No. no, but, like, in, like, long-term health, like – arteries being clogged and like (laughs) (laughs) all right all right I'll give you that that. I'll give you that I'll give you that you know not like physic not like my physical appearance but like my physical well-being um I'm probably a little too forgiving like I don't do I eat a lot of salt and I don't do like super healthy things um so for me going into quarantine wasn't um my my routines didn't change that much because I wasn't working out regularly before I wasn't um, really paying attention to what I was putting into my body. I was just kind of like doing what I want it and when I want it. And, um, I mean, all of us have some negative self-talk where we're like, Ooh, should you have had four bean burritos from Taco Bell? No, but like, I'm super quick to just be like, (laughs) but you did. Oh, well, like, it's just kind of how I am. And, um, I think it's part of the reason that like, I seem to put on weight way more frequently than I lose it. But it just kind of like is who is what it is and I am who I am. So I haven't had too much of a, a struggle with my body in quarantine um, because of change behaviors or anything like that. I will, however, say that I recently started a diet, but it has nothing really to do with like my changing behaviors in my body. It has everything <laughs> to do with the fact that I want to come out of quarantine and I want people to see me and I want to look so good that they cry. I want tears. I want yes, queen. regret. Yes, I yes. I want to <laughs> she wants regret. Hearts. I like literally like my, one of my friends and I did a chant the other day. We do them over text messages where it's like you chant a word in all text, and it was regret, self-loathing, regret, self-loathing. That was our um, chant. But it's not about us. We don't want to regret anything, and we will never loathe ourselves. We want other people other who people. have wronged us in the past to feel that way. So and that um, hits deep. Yeah, <laughs> it's not however we feel about people on social media you want them to feel that way about you okay like honestly and it's like if that's gonna be what motivates me to to get fit to get active then like I'm gonna let that motivate me I'm gonna ride that crazy to the bank you know (laughs) I will accept that it is not the right motivation I will accept that it is probably not healthy I probably need to talk to my therapist about it but it just is my reality and that is why I'm now on a diet so um, well, I will say I love your quarantine dragon energy. It's yeah. giving me life. It's crazy. I, and it just, it really, I snapped. Something snapped in me. You also, well, you also haven't had wine in about five days, so that could be it. <laughs> well, yeah, who honestly. Just, and you, and you spit out your dessert. <laughs> Stop. Oh, my God. Wait, that's <laughs> actually a diet funny. that you can't have wine. Like, that's, no. Who no. makes a diet where you can't have wine? Sociopaths. Yes, obviously. Honestly, like, I feel a little bit like. I'm a little bit like a sociopath. Um, 
without the wine and like wishing ill on others but like whatever just you know <laughs> I got wronged I was wronged and I would right. wrong someone else through right. my physical appearance because <laughs> like, you know what like Alyssa I have a personality <laughs> you do. I know that I do I worked hard on it <laughs> you're a little off the rails right now but it's okay <laughs> <laughs> All right, now that we're since we're we're going off the rails a little bit, and before we end this episode, um, so you guys did not hear uh, what we brought to the table at the beginning of the episode because we felt like it would be more impactful to say it during the end. So um, before we end, we're gonna go around the table and talk about what we each brought today. Who wants to start? I feel like I just like oh. kind of went off, so I feel like I shouldn't go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say <laughs> it, but like you, you need a couple seconds. <laughs> I gotta calm oh. down. <laughs> yeah, redeem yourself. <laughs> I volunteer as tribute. Thank you. Tribute. Um, so I kind of have like a small tip, and then I have a few. I have two workout gurus that I um, follow that I've been doing the workout. My tip is normally in every aspect of my life, I am an all or nothing person. I'm trying to work on it. But when it comes to working out eating, I don't have that mentality anymore. It's kind of, um, I realize that you can have end and both. So it's like, if I eat a healthy dinner, then yeah, and I, I'm craving my like a homemade s'mores afterwards, I'm going to eat the s'mores. It's not me realizing that I had the s'mores, so I have to go balls to the wall in every other snack in my kitchen just because. Um, so that, that kind of helped me and I have that mentality. So I follow Heather Robertson and her workouts. She has low impact workouts, which I really like because I have bad knees. So to do like all the jumping and stuff, it hurts. So anything that I do to help it, I do. I also just started Chloe Ting's um, 28 day challenge, I believe it is. Again, it is at home, no equipment needed and free. What could be better? I- think that Leah was telling me about like my 13 year old cousin was telling me about Chloe Ting too I, I really I enjoy her she well she's all over TikTok and all the people that are doing her challenges and I think it's because she'll lay out on her website the videos you need to do for that day so just say it's four videos those videos are 10 to 15 minutes each which doesn't seem bad when you break them up whereas if it was one long 35 minute video you'd like yep I no, I ain't doing that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's awesome. Feel that. so it, it makes it seem like it's a choice, and it's I like them so far. I'll I'll like to check her sure. out. I'll have to check her out. Yeah. Well, who else? Who's up next? I'll go up. Um, what I'm gonna bring to the, what I'm gonna bring to the table today is a little tip on, um, I guess, releasing the stress and anxiety when it comes to trying to lose weight. If you're, if that's your goal. Um, what I've learned, especially through quarantine and kind of just like, uh, being hyper-focused on my, on my weight constantly is lose the scale, lose the numbers, do things that make, make you feel good. <laughs> yes, bitch. <laughs> that? yes. <laughs> no, it, it, it's true though. Um, when you start, um, thinking less about the numbers and thinking more about the satis- satisfaction that your, um, physical and mental gain after a workout or some type of physical activity, uh, is really empowering. So, um, definitely, definitely don't concentrate on the numbers cause it will destroy you. Um, and then the second tip is figure out whether you're a morning or a night person. Um, I did that the hard way and I tried out the morning and I figured out I'm a morning person. So I wake up and I get my workout out of the way early morning and it motivates me for the rest of my day. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, that's what I'm bringing to the table today. Carl, what you got? It's a full table today. It is. These are like, yeah, this is like, I love this so much. Um, I would say. Carl's stalling. No, I'm not. (laughs) 
Yo, I, yo, Carl, Carl just said something nice and Liz just went at me. I can't believe I can't say something nice. No, you can. You can. No, you, you honestly can't because Liz is going to come at your throat. Yeah, like, do you want to know what I'm bringing to the table or no? Like, I do. Should I, I do. just take it? Should I take it back? Are you still stalling? No. Uh, why are you keep <laughs> saying that? Can't I just talk? I'm All right, welcome that. to the right. last episode of It's Worth the Table, where we break up. <laughs> We're broken up. Um, no, never. never. Um, so I wanted to bring to the table kind of like my relationship with cooking and how that influences mm-hmm. uh, my relationship with food. So I obviously really like to bake, um, but I also really like to cook. And um, you can cook things that are unhealthy and it's like fun and cool. But like also I think for me, part of um, – starting to like food that's better for me and makes me feel better is like actually getting to cook it too. Um, so learning new recipes and, and learning what um, substitutes feel good um, in terms of like what makes you feel full and what makes you feel satisfied as well as like make you like help you to get um, like the nutrients and all of the different uh, like levels that you need. So I, I also, I'm a vegetarian. Um, oh, I was so... just about to say that you guys have not mentioned that you're vegetarians. Oh. Ever? At once? Not one? I don't think in all episodes. Oh, oh yeah. God. Is this like groundbreaking for IFTT? Yeah, like I feel like you guys probably have a lot of <laughs> tips too on how to be. Yeah. I mean, Trader Joe's is like my biggest tip. They have like every meat substitute you could possibly want and they're all delicious. Facts. Um, like it makes being a vegetarian so easy. Uh, but yeah, so like, but because I'm cooking as a vegetarian, sometimes like you would like lean towards carbs and different things that are going to make you feel full where, cause you're not getting enough protein. Um, but it's just like understanding, uh, that you need to pull protein into your diet and you need to do it in a way that's like good for you. And then substituting the carbs out isn't really that hard. Like vegetables make excellent pasta. Who would have thought, but like spaghetti squash is, um, delicious and it's filling. Um, so, and you get to like experiment with it the same way you would with pasta. So I think that, um, if you are someone who really enjoys food, but you want to lose weight, getting into cooking can kind of help that um, because you get to experiment and you still get to, to try new things and, and you're still getting the like kind of um, the like social or like communal vibe that like I am yeah. getting from like sharing a meal with mm-hmm. someone. But like when you're cooking it and you're conscious of what you're putting into your meals and into your body, um, it can be uh, like really, really fun, but also um, definitely like a healthy alternative to, just making the same things. And I also love making comfort food. Like I love making things that my grandparents made for me growing up and mm-hmm. um, like mashed potatoes There's will a- forever be my favorite food, but like biscuits. You- yeah. <laughs> I, I don't need to have biscuits. it every night. I don't need to have it every night. Right. There's have- always a good balance. There's a good yeah. balance. And, to everything. and both. Yeah. Sure. I love it. Mashed potatoes. Oh God, look at us. That was a good one, Carl. Thank you. Really one. Did yeah, I do you like too that. much before I said like. Ooh, you make one getting, fucking joke, okay? It's getting hot at the table. <laughs> you also cook for your family, too, every night on top of baking. Yeah. So like, making, and, yeah. So you have to, like, kind of find foods that work for that them. Are they vegetarians as well? Um, Because my mom's doing this diet with me right now. She kind of is. Um, okay. But her thing is, she said, my mom doesn't cook ever and it was so funny she said the other day she was like oh my god I've always wanted a personal chef because I said that I would do all the meal prep for this <laughs> diet experience us and my dad from like behind me was like is she fucking kidding because he's cooked her probably every meal for the last <laughs> 30 years <laughs> like she I think she made us meatloaf like twice as children but like my dad was the cook um 
so it's funny, but because my parents both have tried a lot more um, uh, meatless meals than they ever would have if I wasn't a vegetarian, but they tend to like them. Like beans are such a good, like so good. And like Trader Joe's has beefless crumbles, meatless meatballs, chicken substitutes, soy chorizo. I fucking love the soy chorizo. Like they have all the different, like whenever you're like craving something, you can probably find like, because right. I don't eat, tea, I don't like tofu. And like Liz, you talked about tofu and you're not, you're not even a vegetarian. I well, just don't like it. One, I, I like tofu, Joe's but it's so that. hard to make. It's so hard Trader to make. Trader Joe's makes all these meatless things look appetizing. I bought meatless fucking meatballs. They're so I good. I eat meat. <laughs> I eat meat. <laughs> I bought veg- vegan cheese. I can get, like, I, I'm not a vegan. <laughs> it's just, like, they're, they're good, though. Good. <laughs> I did get vegan mac from Trader Joe's the other day, and, like, oh, no, it kind of sucked. Um, but even though the, the even though the vegan max sucks trader joe's makes me happy um and food makes me happy and my relationship with my body also makes me happy like i feel grateful um that i have this positive outlook on um this thing that keeps me alive you know what i mean exactly like sometimes honestly i'm mean to it because i put like trash in it like i'm like garbage nachos <laughs> but like also like i'm having fun and um I'm, I'm trying to as i get older be more conscious so i mean when it all comes down to it i love my body my body gives me life, carries me around day to day. So right. I'm, I'm really grateful for it. Yeah, I think that that's amazing what you just said. Like, it's what it keeps, <laughs> you said something very real that hit different. <laughs> it's like our bodies keep us alive, right? Like, it's a thing yeah. that we look in the mirror every day and we're like, fuck you, fuck you, right? <laughs> like that, that, that's honestly, like, sometimes I find myself doing that where I look in the mirror and I, and I get really you're angry. like sideways you're forward yeah. you're backwards you're yep. like ah. yep. <laughs> the other mirror to look in the reflection yeah. of the big mirror oh my god but no you're right you're right our bodies give us life and there's something that that should be cherished and, and taken care of and and you know little by little um a little tlc will get you where you want to be yeah oh i love that a little rhyme on oh, a little rhyme just to end it all right this <laughs> you got any final final thoughts for the table well, no, not, now that you put me on the spot, I think you guys... Oh God, have she's stalling. <laughs> she's stalling. I, I, I honestly, wait, I have wait, nothing wait. to say. No. I thought you were going to end that. <laughs> the table has turned. Oh, how the turntable. Um, but on that note, we can end it. So we've had so much yes. fun this week. Um, we hope that you enjoyed our episode. Yes, very fun therapeutic episode. Um, please make sure you like and subscribe and leave a comment on this episode. And don't forget that we put out new episodes every Monday. All right. We'll we will see, you, see you next time on Dits for the Table. Bye. Bye. <laughs>